The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? G. Cobb in the house. Uh, we're on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I am with uh, my host, G. Cobb. How's it going, G.? It's going great. Going great, uh... The week off, the bye yes. And for the Eagles, it could not have come at a better time, let's be honest. Uh, they're a little banged up, to say the least. Donovan's got a little bit of a busted rib. Uh, it's perfect time for him to heal. And uh, obviously Westbrook, and, and gee, I was talking about this last week, um, Westbrook's got to be as close to toast uh, as I can imagine right now. I, I just don't see him ever getting healthy and back to what he was. I think anything you get out of him at this point is a bonus. Um and so, so to have this bye week now with Westbrook nicked up and, and, and uh, McNabb hurt. Now, but after that, G, here's my question for you. After that, you got Tampa and Oakland, who are brutal, to say the least. They are terrible. Do you rest Donovan a little more? Do you rest Westbrook a little more, knowing that Cobb's proven he can, he can shred up a bad team? Do, well, do you, you, you know, give him a little bit more rest? Well, you know, uh, it depends on what his physical health is, you know, it, it depends on where he's going. If if he's not all the way back, well, then you definitely you have that option now. See, and uh, you know the same is true uh, with with the Westbrook. You know that you know you're not playing against the Giants, and and the big thing is you want those guys back and ready to go when they get against the big boys, um, against the Giants, against the Cowboys. Uh, you, you know you really want those guys. You don't want them. You don't want them coming in limping. So. That, that's an option, and, and you know you brought that up. That's that's definitely an option, and don't think that the Eagles haven't thought that. Uh, that the uh, that uh, the fact that you know uh, Kevin Cobb showed that look, if everybody else plays well, he can go in and run the football team. Yeah, and that could prove to be one of the most important parts of the season. Even if Cobb, let's say he plays one more game, whatever it is, if he proves that. He can play enough that maybe you decided to rest McNabb. Now Donovan comes back when he's fully healthy and he's ready to play, as opposed to where it, – because if, if Cobb went out there and stunk up the joint, you've got to be thinking, boy, I mean, depending on what you think of Vic, who I'm just I'm not thrilled with in general, you know, being the all steady quarterback, um, now you can rest Donovan. Now he can come back healthy, and maybe he doesn't get hurt again or re-injure himself like, you know, could have happened if Cobb was bad. Now, speaking of Cobb. He played an awful team last week. He didn't get any. There was no pass rush from him whatsoever. But he he still did what he had to, and he looked you know pretty sharp in doing it. I mean, are you are you coming around at all, in Cobb? Well, you know, uh, you know, he, he definitely moved up on me. I mean, uh, I give him credit for that. Now, you know, in, in reality, uh, does it prove that he's going to be a great quarterback? No, but it does prove that. He can go out with a good team and beat a bad team. 
You know, and, um, you know, we'll see whether he can continue passing those, uh, he can continue passing those, those, those types of, uh, of, 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 of points to prove, you know, how good he is. Now, in reality, A.J. Philly could have done that job, too. He proved before he could do that. Against a bad team, yeah, he can go in and he can lead the Eagles to a victory. Now, the whole thing is that as he continues on, we'll find out the whether, you know, he's in a situation where the line isn't, drop, isn't blocking well. The, the, um, the guys are dropping passes on him, and they're not getting open. Uh, you know, can he move? He's, he's under pressure. And the thing that I still uh, think that could be a limitation with Kevin Cobb is his lack of foot quickness in the, in the, um, you know, in the pocket because there are times when he has gotten pressure and he would just have to just, just get on the ground. Uh, you know, he'd get, get that late pressure all of a sudden. And, you know, the thing about it is that the great ones – can move in the pocket, and that's what he's got to work on. But other than that, he's shown that, you know, he can, he can step back there and he, and he can get the ball to where it needs to be. So that's, that's uh, definitely progress with him. And, uh, you know, you've got to give him credit that he came out and uh, he took advantage of what was there. All, all he could do is play against the guys that were out there, and uh, he did a good job against them last week, so you've got to give him credit for that. I, I agree with you, and I agree about his lack of mobility. One thing he has shown, and, and we'll see in time whether this eventually hurts him, he does, and, and I noticed this, actually his rookie season in the preseason, I noticed him doing this. He'll let somebody drive their helmet into his chest, and he'll stand there and deliver it. And, and I give him credit for that because there are guys like Eli that will go to that back foot and they'll turn around kind of and throw off balance. Cobb will stand there and take it. And now we'll see where it ends up going. We'll see what happens. You know, in the, in the Saints game, he made some, some really nice passes that way. Where he had yeah. guys up in his face and he stood and delivered, and I give him credit for that. I want to see when it's 17-17 in the fourth quarter against the Giants and Justin Tuck does it. Now yeah. I want to see where that ball goes. Um, he's, not, but I don't think, he's not running away from anybody, so at least it's a good thing that he'll stand in and take the hit and deliver the throw. Um, but, I mean, you did mention this. If you watch Brady, you know, Brady's not running away from anybody, but he had his pocket awareness, and maybe not this year, maybe not a great idea, um, not a great example this year with him coming up the knee injury. But he just slides in the pocket and avoids the rush and steps up while always looking downfield. And when you talk about the great ones, he does that as well as anybody. Oh, yeah. And, and, and see, the big thing is that, uh, you know, it's, it's not a lot of movement. But see, what it is, it's, it's good uh, uh, pocket awareness, uh, foot quickness. See, it's not necessarily speed. It's just quick feet where you can move and you can shuffle back and forth and still stay in a position where you can deliver the football. And that's what you need to be able to do in the, in the National Football League. Uh, you know, if you want to keep moving up to be, you know, uh, as a quality quarterback. And, uh, you know, the thing that Kevin Cobb has earned is he's earned a shot at doing that. Meaning yeah. that he just, you know, uh, until he proves he can't do that, he deserves a shot to get a chance to do that. That's what he's earned with the success he's had when he's played this, this year. And, uh, you know, because that's the way you got to do, guys, which is, you know, prior to that, he, you know, and, and he admitted that, you know, he was thinking of the judge so bad that you're going like, well, you know, why do we have to get this guy, you know, he can't go in there and against, uh, you know, scrubs and play, but he proved that he can go in there. And, uh, and, and you know, it, it, it did something for his confidence, too. And I could just see in his face and everything. He felt good because now he can walk around the locker room where everybody thinks, well, he can play. Whereas he walked around before and guys are going, that dude can't play. You know, yeah, it's, and you, it's nothing else you they didn't know. You don't get any respect from your teammates 
when you, when you have to walk around like that and and, and uh, playing the game is not like it's not a lot of fun when everybody thinks you're a scrub. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. Well, well you know, G. Day, we talk about this. Uh, certain teams, the schedule didn't do them any favors. The schedule did the Eagles so many favors this year. Yes, it, yes it did. They owe, yes. they owe it dinner, I think, uh, because they are so fortunate that with Donovan out, uh, yeah. Westbrook banged up, and the young guys have stepped up. I give them credit for that. But man, the Chiefs, a bye week, the Bucks, and then the Raiders. That 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 is a, that is good fortune. I tell you that because you couldn't you know, script it any better. If they were dealing, well, you know. Even the Redskins, come on. They would have had trouble beating the Redskins the way the Redskins get up for the Eagles. You know, they, they would have had trouble against them. So, you know, for them to have been dealt these, uh, you know, this, this deck of cards, you know, they couldn't have ordered better deck of cards, you know? So, no, they really couldn't have. And they have to reward themselves, but they have to take advantage of this. And you've got to come out, and when you have to hit that division, that string of division games with yeah. only one loss, you have to. Yeah, you, you, they, they definitely need to be coming in there with one loss, you're right, and uh, coming in there with a healthy group with one loss. And if they can do that, then I tell you what, it's going to get very interesting uh, because they, 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 uh, they've they got to be very thankful for that because, believe me, um, you know, if they'd have been looking at any of those NFC East teams, or, or throw some of the other people on the schedule, like Atlanta, you know, like yeah. Chicago. Uh, any of those teams, if they were playing them now, please, they would, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't have been able to beat them last weekend. No, this is still preseason, pretty much for the Eagles. They have, yeah. uh, you know, and, and the biggest, the toughest question that I keep coming up with when I look at this schedule: who's the worst? There are some. Gee, can you remember a time? I mean, there are some really you know, bad teams, and lots of them. Yeah, you, you know, know uh, when you were going in and you were talking about these teams. My thought was, how did so many teams get so bad? I mean, oh. some of these teams are putrid. Uh, you know, you look at KC. Okay, they've been bad for a while. It's quite awful. Okay, Tampa Bay. Okay, you know what they went? They decided they were going to go through a rebuilding process. They, they fire um, Gruden last year and everything. Uh, so you know what happened with them. And the Raiders, come on. You know what? I mean, basically, if you go anywhere, you go out to that NFC West, a cousin. That is just a bad division for us. Yeah, yeah I mean, don't tell me Denver's three and zero. I'm not buying that. Um, I don't believe in. I, mean, I don't believe in Denver. I, I just don't believe in them. <laughs> no, and then, but gee, what about St. Louis? Awful. What about yeah. Cleveland? They might be the worst of all of them. I mean, you know how? I mean, Brady Quinn. Oh. I mean, come terrible. on. Goodness, he just he just terrible. Um, I tell you, you know, uh, Mangini. <laughs> he can have that club, boy. I tell you what. Well, yeah, he's part of the problem, too. I think he comes in there with his iron fist mentality. And, you know, Bel- Belichick gets away with it for a reason. He wins. So when you come in like that and you want to, you know, find guys $1,700 for a $3 bottle of water at a hotel and that kind of nonsense, all you're doing is alienating yourself. You think there's any guys in that locker room that want to go to war for him? I I can't imagine, unless his son plays for that team, and I don't think he does. There's nobody in that locker room that wants to go to war for him. And I, I just I think he's part of the problem. And, well, you know, you compound the problem when your team stinks. I mean, the players aren't any good. You said Brady Quinn. Derek Anderson, probably worse. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, those guys really, for the, for that team, you know, and, and, and you look back and you saw the last year, you know, they, got, they came out and seemed like they were a better football team last year. I mean, 
goodness, to start off that that be just stinking up the joint to where you just look like you're just totally incompetent. <laughs> it's it really is embarrassing, and it's you know what it's, it's also a testament too to to what Laurie and Banner and Reed have done. When you see the Eagles this successful, in, you know year to year. Oh, okay, they don't they won the whole thing. That's fine, but just to feel a good quality competitive team is not easy. And boy, you're you're seeing that all over the NFL right now. I just can't believe how many, not just subpar teams there are. I mean, just downright, we're going to win just by showing up against these guys on Sunday teams. And, and you said Tampa, they don't have a quarterback. Uh, they have a head coach. that I, I talked to one person that, that knows Raheem Morris and just shook their head. They said that there's 50 guys that should be a head coach before him. That's, that's pretty bad. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know what the thinking was. And see, but it might be the case down there in Tampa where the ownership wants somebody that they can uh, do whatever they want to with. You know, they, they can pretty much call the shots from the from the uh, from the uh, the owner's box. You know, maybe they've gotten to that point because I mean, this kid is so young. I mean, come on, what, what, he calls his players out. I mean, gee, now, okay, if you're if you're playing for that guy. And this guy, a young guy, has essentially done nothing in the NFL, and he's calling you out in the media. Is I don't know. I, I I can't imagine that makes makes somebody want to go to battle. But you know what? We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll start looking at some of these other games sheet throughout the league with the Eagles having a bye week, uh, and we'll be right back on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. The Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. Come the Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective. That'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. The Owen Hodge Show. 
The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our Huge selection. Enormous variety. One-stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like See store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. We'll try to convince you that our product will give you leaner, tighter abs in minutes. A perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? Uh, G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Micah Warren along with G. Cobb. And uh, I guess guess we should talk some Phillies. They did clinch this week. And you, you almost get the feeling there's a – I don't want to get – I don't want to say that, that kind of Atlanta Braves type of malaise that set in with the fans where they made the playoffs so many years in a row that nobody even went to the games anymore. Nobody really cared. It was just – that's what they did. Every year, Braves went to the playoffs. But it does – I'm getting a sense that there's less enthusiasm this year than there was last year, and I don't know if you're getting that sense too, G. Uh, I don't know if it's because there's, you kind of relax a little bit, you've already got the ring, no matter what, the Phillies have their ring, or if the confidence level is lower. I mean, you could look at this team and argue that with the exception of the back end of the bullpen, which is very important, obviously, this is a better team than last year. Um it, for me, if you gave me 85% of Lidge last year and Abanez from the beginning of this year, I'd say the Phillies are going to win it all. But they don't have that. Uh, Hamels and Lee have not been, you know, dominant. You really don't know what you're getting there. Is, there, is that the reason, G? Do you think people are kind of just like, oh, no, it's great that they're going to the playoffs and all, but I just don't see them winning it. I mean, this team probably this could be a one-and-done team. Well, you know, I think it's a combination of it. Uh, I think the fact that uh, people aren't as confident and the fact that they won it last year, uh, that uh, that's the reason you've got somewhat of a malaise. Uh, I think that once they get started in the playoffs, you're going to see the excitement start to build. But, you know, people had pretty much accepted that they were going to make the playoffs. So, you know, it's, uh, you know. You know, it, it, it's it's not as much of a, a elation, you know, uh, because they made it. Because this is the third year in a row, uh, you really didn't have the Mets there this year. That's not really the Mets team. The, the Mets team is hurt, so right. you know they don't have the build up where they're fighting the Mets all year, and then they go ahead and, and clinch it. And you in the uh, and then you got the uh, satisfaction of not only just making it, but 
but but uh, sending sending the Mets home, you know, so they don't have that kind of satisfaction this year. So it, it it's going to build up uh, as things start, you know, when you find out who they're going to be playing, uh, then you're going to see the excitement kind of build. But I think people that already pretty much accepted the fact that hey, the Phillies are going to be in the playoffs against again. So nothing really has happened that um, you know that has changed, you know. So uh, and then also. People are just, you know, looking at that bullpen in the closer role and saying, oh, boy, oh, no, oh, no. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, we were, I was just uh, kidding that, you know, I wrote an article today about the fact that I thought that Brad Lidge, he will not be good for the team if he's the closer, but he will be good for the economy if he's the closer because, uh, you know, he's a guy that, that's going to uh, definitely get more people, uh, you know, well, you know, uh, and I'm kind of saying this facetiously um, because if he doesn't pitch well, it could get them out of the playoffs right away. But from a standpoint that just on a, uh, you got a game that if you got him in there, uh, there's a good chance that um, there's a good chance that what he's going to do is he's going to take a game that would be over in nine innings and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna kick it into the extra inning. Yeah, and, and, extra ad revenue. That's right. He's gonna raise the ad, uh, the, the ad revenue, and he's also uh, going to keep the bars open. You know, yeah. uh, a game that was just gonna be a regular game. Now it's gonna go all up into the evening. There's no telling when it's gonna be finished. Right. Uh, so you're gonna have more people out eating and drinking, and then of course. Um, you know, when they're there, uh, all the eating and drinking, you're going to have some people that, that are going over time probably develop, have more of a chance of developing a drinking problem. Yeah. And need rehab. See, the liquor stores are going to stay open later, too, because that six-pack <laughs> that you thought was going to get you to the game. That's right. Uh, you know, I mean, I could go on and on. You're going to have guys um, buying different prescriptions and stuff because they're not really going to be in the mood. After the game, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he definitely uh, he definitely adds that element, and uh, you, you know he doesn't. I, and I read this as you wrote this today. He just doesn't have the confidence. And, and when you don't, how can you go out there? That's part of it. And and then so now the question becomes: It's not Lidge who. And the first, I don't even want to get into the part about Lidge of what do you do with him. I mean, if he's not your closer, I don't know what he is, unless you send him out there, like you know. In the fifth to close down, close down the fifth. But so I don't know what you do with him. So now the question becomes, who's the closer? Um, Myers didn't look good last night. He's kind of coming off an injury, a couple injuries. Uh, but he would be he would be first on my list to try. Uh, otherwise, it would be Madsen. But Madsen uh, put his excuse me put his fingerprints on a couple uh, bad situations in the ninth too. You know, Madsen you now he's not lights out. He's got the stuff to be a closer, but. You know, he's an, he's an eighth inning guy right now. He's not getting it done in the ninth. And did you like closer by committee doesn't work. So what do you do? Because especially Jim, we've talked about this before. That five game series, you can't afford you can't afford to screw up. You can't. You One little mistake here and there, and all of a sudden you're down two to nothing. Uh huh. So what do you do? Because because like I said, the closer by committee doesn't work. What do you do? Who's your choice to go to that bullpen? I don't want to do Pedro because Pedro takes an inning to settle down. You know, he'll, he'll walk in a run or give up a hit, give up some hits and make things interesting in the first inning. You know, he, he usually settles down. But you can't do that in the bullpen. You don't have an inning to mess around with. 
you got to yeah. come out and shut it down. So I, I just don't see, and I, and I think that's one of the reasons people aren't as excited because for eight and a half innings, we've seen this team, you know, dominate. And it's that last half inning with Mr. Lidge or whoever you want to put back there, and it's just a disaster. You, and you know it's coming, too. That's the worst part is you sit there watching it thinking, boy, maybe it's going to be different this time. In the back of your head, you know it's not. Uh, well, so who do you go to, G? What's your choice? If it's not Lidge, because I can't imagine you'd want Lidge back there, who would you, you know, put I, it? I heard Ryan Madsen talking, and I heard him in an interview, and uh, he might not be the guy, but he would have to be the guy I would, I would go with. Because he said that what he did was he knows he can do the job. Uh, he, he's done it in eighth inning. There's really no difference between the eighth and the ninth inning. But he said he made it in his mind, and he was going in trying to do too much. And uh, that's the problem is that, you know, he didn't just continue doing what he had been doing in the eighth inning, and he said that he thinks he's ready to, uh, to take that step, to go in, uh, go in there and pitch. All, you're going in there to get three outs. Uh, you don't want to go in there and start trying to overthrow the ball. You don't want to go in there and start trying to be too perfect with your pitches. He just got to do And I, I think that when he's loose, that he does have the stuff, I think, to do to go in there and get the out. And, uh, so I, I would probably say first, he'd be the guy I'd give the shot to first. And, <laughs> but, uh, and then, you know, uh, anybody else after that, I, you know, I, I'd have to be, you know, it's got to be the kind of thing where, look, it might be closer by committee. And, you, you know, you, you're basically going there and, you know, Charlie's uh, trying, to, trying to read his gut and see what he feels most comfortable about and hand that guy the ball and let him go out and try to get three outs. Uh, I think it's going to be an adventure. I mean, I don't think there's any way around it. It's, it's been an adventure during the regular season. It's going to be an adventure during the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think you meant adventure in a good way. Uh, I'll, I'll be shocked to see what happens. You know, Madsen does have the stuff, and this is something else that's kind of curious to me. Uh, Madsen does have the stuff, and I don't know if you've noticed lately, he's hitting 98. Now, you remember, we've watched him come up to the minors and, and, and pitch in the majors. He used to hit around 93, top out at 93, maybe 94. And supposedly last year they got him lifting weights or whatever. That's a little curious to me, to go from topping out at 93 to consistently hitting 98. That's a big difference. I'm not uh, suggesting how, how anything's is, wrong. I'm just saying that's a little curious he, uh, to me. Mike, how, how old is he? That, that's my thing, you know, because you, know, uh, you do mature, you know. Uh, so it's not the kind of thing where um, you can come in, you can mature a bit, and, you know, you, you get more of a rhythm. You're, um, you know, you, 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 you're taught some better uh, technique, you know. Right. So I, I think it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. He came up in 2004. Uh, 2004 was his first major league start. That was at Chicago. Um, so I guess you figure he's 28, 29. I mean, he, he's not ancient, but he, he could be right around that age where he started to get a little bigger. You know, he started to you know, just learn how to throw better. So, I mean, I, I guess that is possible. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. That's by far the big, Philly's biggest question mark. Other, other than that, you got you, you do have a lineup that relies on home runs, which is it's great when it's working. But if you have a power adage in a five-game series, goodbye. It's done. Over. And you know, for the most part, you don't worry about too much about the lineup. Although Banyas, even Utley lately, you know, is Utley tired? Does he need a rest? I mean, Victorino looks a little tired. Do you yeah. think this? 
I, you know, I, I tell you, you know, I, uh, it, it does concern me, you know, and Utley uh, was asking for a rest. And see, you got to watch Utley because you know he'll be out there and he's injured and still trying to go. And so I, I am concerned about the fact that, you know, he hasn't really been hitting, uh, you know, hasn't been, he hasn't been, uh, he's been hitting well. So there's, there's some concern there. Uh, you also got to look at the starting pitching and hoping you hope you get these guys' best efforts, you know. That, uh, you know, if you don't get them on a good night, you know, you could be out there, you know, uh, you know, just with that funny look on your face. So uh, this is going to be one that if they win it, you know, they don't have as much room for error as they did last year. All right, we're going to go to break. Uh, we'll be right back here with G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back no questions asked let's face it the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes the team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful the fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be but how do you make them faster after all like many coaches maybe you were told that you can't teach speed that an athlete is either born with it or they're not right wrong Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877 877- 510 fast. There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now, you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now, get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right, when you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised, better-built's World of Outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at outdoorvideoschool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
Stewart joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. If you want to get in on the conversation, call in now. It's toll-free, 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. How's it going, everybody? We're back on G Cobb in the house here on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm your host, Michael Warren. Mom? G will be back yeah. with us momentarily. He stepped out quickly. Um, so I believe we have a call on the line. Trevor, are you on? Oh, hey. What's going on, man? Trevor, what's happening, buddy? You, lo- you looking to talk some Philly sports? Absolutely. absolutely. I want to bring it back to football for a moment, if that's okay with you. I have no problem with that. It's my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely uh, your area of expertise, and uh, among others. And uh, you know, I just—I I don't think I can let the hour go by without uh, asking a question uh, concerning the infamous Michael Vick. Yeah. So uh, I'll get right to it. This is, you know, how I thought to phrase it because uh, you know, no one—no one seems to know exactly what Vick's role will ultimately become on the Eagles. You know, for now it's a question mark, and we haven't had much of a chance yet to gauge this. But I want to ask, you know, what do you—what do you deem his overall status as a player to be at this moment in time has he has he lost more ground than he can regain over the last two years you know where is he athletically and you know do you think he's actually ready to serve in a major consistent capacity if you know that were what he's asked to do uh good question um and i'm not sure i I definitely have the answer but could he yes uh, could he step in and be a full-time quarterback for a team that says they want to win the Super Bowl? No, not in my opinion, and I would say I don't ever believe that he was. Um, I'm not very high on his quarterback talent. He's, a, he's an athlete. He's a great athlete. He's fun to watch, but I don't think much of his quarterbacking skills. So as far as where he is in comparison to what he was, he's not quite back to what he was. Um, he can still run. I don't know that he's exactly as fast as he used to be. Um, I don't know that I trust him to run the offense. Um, but I, could, I will say this, Andy Reid has taken him in and positioned him to be more of a quarterback than he ever was. He didn't really have, I don't want to say he didn't have coaching in Atlanta because that's not entirely fair, but it was kind of last guy in, first guy out. Uh, he didn't work terribly hard. Matt Schaub, the quarterback of the Texans uh, a couple weeks ago said, because uh, Schaub, of course, was Vic's backup um, when, when he was in Atlanta, and he said, you know, my rookie year, I'm looking around. He's like, I didn't say anything, I'm a rookie. But I'm looking I'm like, this guy's not exactly busting his tail over there. Um, so he's never really worked hard. And I think the time off and ah, losing $100 million maybe <laughs> got him to refocus and say, wait a minute. You know, and he's, he's coming into the Eagles organization. He's got to put his head down. He's got, he has to work hard because he's right there with Donovan, seeing how Donovan works. And he does have to work hard. And now he does, you know, Andy Reid, I think one of the reasons he wanted to take a chance on Vic um, was because I think he saw a guy – with all this raw talent, and if nothing else, Michael Vick has some of the most insane raw talent that we've ever seen. Absolutely, yeah. Or at least, you know, has exhibited that, you know, earlier in his career. You know, is, is he going to recapture that? Well, not really sure. I mean, I agree with you because, he, you know, he, he's, he's hungry. He's got to be hungry, um, you know, to redeem himself. But, you know, the, what I think the question a lot of people, people's minds is after, you know, the Chiefs game is, uh, you know, was that performance indicative of, you know, what's in store? Uh, you know, 0 for 2 passing and <laughs> one run. You better hope game. not. You know, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's really, it's, I, I don't think it's, you know, instilled a tremendous amount of confidence, um, 
you know, but but it, the question is, is that is it, is it all calling it too soon? I know it's a speculative thing to ask in the first place, but you know, is, is, do you expect to see more of that, or do you think it's probably going to be, you know, a, a, an improvement, uh, or we we can anticipate, you know, better better numbers at least in in the coming games? Yeah, yeah, I think you can. I think he's going to get better. I mean, this is his first football since what the end of 2006 season. Uh, so he's just now getting back used to being on an NFL, NFL field with the, where the bullets are live now. This isn't preseason. And you can, and you mentioned he's 0 for 2, yeah. And that says a lot right there. They only let him throw it twice. I think they really – they just getting him on the field I think was most important. You know, he, he handed the ball off most of the time when he was out there because um, I think they just want to get him, you know, into doing that. Uh, yeah. And as far as throwing passes, I think Andy Reid's going to wait a little bit on that. Um but eventually he will, yes. Eventually he'll be throwing the ball more. And, you know, it's tough because you were, you were talking about what he's going to be, and especially in reference to the Eagles. We still don't know because we still haven't seen this team on the field as a whole. When Donovan was healthy for three quarters in Carolina or whatever it was, Vic wasn't eligible. Now you got Cobb in there, and Vic is eligible. So they may have used him a little more because Cobb was back there to mix things up. Uh, and we, we still don't know exactly what Cobb's going to be either. Um, so I think what you're, you're really going to see, you're going to know a lot more when Donovan comes back and he's healthy, and now they have Donovan and Michael Vick they're going to game plan for. So that, I think, is when you're really going to start to see what it is. And that could be, you know, and, here, and here's another thing to keep in mind. And uh, Earlier in IG, we were talking about how bad the Chiefs are. Then you have the bye week and how bad the Buccaneers are. The Oakland Raiders are just terrible. Well, after that, you've got, was it Redskins, Cowboys, Giants? It's, it's three division games in a row. So there's also a chance that Andy Reid knows he can win these games without using Vic to his fullest. You know, he's kind of winning, you know, they're terrible games. So why would he show his hand when you've got three divisional opponents where it's not going to be as easy? And I hadn't really thought of that, about that too much until you'd mentioned it, but that is a very good chance he's just going to be very vanilla with Vic uh, over these next two games. Knowing yeah, that- I mean, if he, if he can – be inserted in, you know, that kind of secret weapon capacity that I think a lot of people would like to see him in because, you know, he, he might serve the team very well as that. That's great. But, you know, it's, it's really a question of, you know, taking on an entirely new, you know, role at, a, at an unusual juncture in a player's career. Is, is he going to be good for it? And I guess, you know, the, the time will tell in that case. But, it's uh, you know, it's really a question of whether he can settle in to what, you know, the Eagles team we hope soon we'll settle into it. It's just been such a bizarre state of affairs, you know, in which to start the season. So I guess it, it's all very hard to predict, but, you know, it's good to at least hear that, you you know, you, you anticipate progress because I, I think there are definitely the cynics out there. Uh, well, no short bizarre to say the least, Trevor. Bizarre to say the least. Uh, I mean, this, this the beginning of the season has not gone how just about anyone planned. And, you know, it, it, when you can be 2-1 and one and say that, it, you're okay. Um, you got backup quarterbacks in there. Westbrook's out, so you got LaShawn McCoy in there, who's a rookie. Uh, Kevin Curtis isn't playing. When he does, he drops the ball. Uh, he's not playing, so you got Macklin, a rookie, starting there. Um, you're messing with a Wildcat offense that is not just new to the Eagles, it's new to the NFL. Uh, the Dolphins started doing that last year, and everyone kind of looked and went, uh, all right, I, I can see that. And so then everyone, most teams started to put some sort of a Wildcat in, and now Vic comes back, and you can argue is one of the most ultimate Wildcat weapons we've ever seen when you talk about uh, running backs and wide receivers taking the direct snap. Well, Vic can run like those guys, but he can also throw. Not terribly well, mind you. I mean, I, I'm, 
again, I go back to I wouldn't want him as a starter, as a uh, as a full time starter. But he can throw more than he can throw more than enough to run out of the Wildcat. I mean, the guy when I, what I mentioned before about his raw skills, he has one of the best arms in football. He has an absolute cannon on his arm. Um, yeah, I mean, so, if you look at it that way, that you know, it seems like there could easily be a you know like a stroke of brilliance in store from. Vic from Reed or you know from both it's just it's it's so hard to know how it it may go from this point but it's you know you you can't give up there's there's too much potential as you're saying raw potential you know he he, you have to have some hope that that they're going to you know use him for what what he's worth and he's worth a lot yeah and Andy Reed is very good at it uh and that's why I'm kind of curious I'm like you I'm kind of curious to see what Andy Reed does with him um, because teams do know they have to game plan for him. You absolutely have to game plan for the fact that this guy might come out here. Who knows what he's going to do with him? He could line him up at wide receiver. It's kind of like a new toy for Andy Reid. And remember, he's only had this new toy for about a month yeah. because you know they didn't even they didn't even consider the idea of, of signing Vic really until Cobb got hurt and they're starting to look a little thin at quarterback and they're thinking, oh, I don't know. Donovan says hey, let's give it a try. They they, they you know, think about it and all this stuff. So they go and they go get Michael Vick and now it's like. Wow, all right, now what do we do with him? Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's so it's clearly an evolving situation. You just you know you you really have to hope as a fan that it's the it's, it's the right evolution that prevails. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean you you could even see him in a non wildcat role. You could see him literally, you know, just in the same backfield with Donovan. And and like I said, it's it's so new to the Eagles, yes, but it would be so new to somebody else too. I mean, yeah, if you're a defensive coordinator, you have to be because even if you do nothing. Even if, if you assume, even if, even if Vic does nothing on a certain play, just kind of, you know, makes a block or whatever, you still have to come up with a defense. You still have to watch him. Even if he does nothing, you have to watch him do nothing because he could do something. So even as a decoy, he could, give, he could conceivably give teams fits. And He's definitely a multifaceted, you know, player. And, I, you know, you just, we, we, we have yet to see which of those facets are still as strong as they once were, but... You know, it's true. He's going to mess with the heads of the opponents and, the, you know, opposing defenses. And you, it, that, that alone, as you're saying, could, could play to our advantage because of the, the confusion and the, the, you know, the increased possibilities that he brings with him. So, it's, anyway. I, well, what's your take? Do you think they should have signed him in the first place? You know, it's it's just so hard to say because the thing is, I I want to argue on a, from a pure sense, uh, a pure standpoint. I I want to say, yeah, I I still something I can't wrap my head around. But as I say, I get this feeling that there's there's a deeper game plan. There's there's something more that we have yet to even see, you know, direct evidence of because it is so early in the season, and you know, we have a long way to go. And he has a, so many different things to offer, as we're saying. So it's like. You know, I, I can't write them off yet, and I'm glad to hear that you're not, but it's just, you know, it's hard at the same time to really have that, that, that confidence, you know. It's, it's, well, yeah, it's I mean, and just remember, good. you know, the guy hasn't been on a football field in quite some time, so yeah. it's just that combination know. of him getting his feet back under him, getting comfortable in the fo- football field, you know, to a degree the game might have to slow down a little bit again for him. He might have to relearn that. I don't, I don't know. But between that and the possibilities of what Andy Reid wants him to do, uh, I, I think it, it's really a settling period of trying to figure out what what they're going to do with him. Well, you know, what does he have to be best at? Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's so early on. I don't think we're going to see much. I think 
I think it's going to get much more interesting in a few weeks when, when they play Washington and they got Dallas, they got the Giants. I mean, yeah, if you're going to use Vic, if you brought in if you brought him in here to win some games, those are the ones you need to win because whether you have Michael Vick when you need that extra element to you know give you the upper hand, and he might be that guy. He, he just might be, you know. And, and what I will say is this too: what I don't like right now is the only way the Eagles can run the ball is if they're out of the Wildcat or doing some hairy uh, high school faking this or that or you know end arounds. You know that stuff's good once in a while, but. What would concern me more is if they really can't run the ball or, you know, a perfect example against the Saints, they have second and goal at the four. They pitch it to Westbrook for him to throw to Weaver. Well, it's second and goal from the four. Why are you doing that? Why are you – it would trouble me if at the end of the day they can't line up and get a yard when they need it or they can't get the ball in the end zone without some sort of trickery because I promise you, you get to a, you're going to get to a point and that point's using the playoffs where that stuff stops. It just doesn't work. You can't, you can't win deep in the playoffs on gimmicks. Uh, well, you know, Andy Reid's football strategies have confounded more than one expert in the past, and uh, you know, you just hope that that you know Vic's role doesn't add a a whole new dimension to that. You hope it works, um, you know, in ways that sometimes, as you said, the trickery is just uncalled for and, and doesn't play out well. Uh, it can be. And yeah. Trevor, we appreciate the call. I got to take a break, but I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, This is Voice America Sports. Um, G. Cobb in the house. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports if you're a fantasy football lover you need to take a few minutes to listen to this commercial even if you're a novice this could be for you butts and butts along with former nfl linebacker sean barber have revolutionized the way you'll play fantasy football that's right suicide fantasy football is now available go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com for all the details you'll get the hot tips on this new game and find out how to win twenty-five thousand dollars. suicide fantasy football is just like the game you know and love with a little twist there's no draft you select a lineup every week and just about every starter from an nfl team Team is available to you. The catch is you only use a player one time each season. Pick Brady to Moss for the first week. Save McNabb and Peterson for the stretch run. You're the GM of your own team and you make the call. Here's your chance to show everyone that you're the smartest fantasy football player week in and week out. There's no lucky draft picks, no waiver wire moves because you're in last place. It's simple. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com and sign up for a league and show everyone who's boss. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. What's happening, everybody? G Cobb in the house. I'm Michael Warren. I'm joined by our buddy G Cobb on VoiceAmericaSports.com. And G, still, we don't have the Eagles this week, but we still have some good games. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on a few of these. Um, the Giants are at Kansas City. Is it possible they score triple digits? That they what? <laughs> That's going to be ugly. Is it possible that Kansas City could score minus? <laughs> oh man! I mean, that—that's yeah. We talked about Kansas City. They're just—they're just so bad. The Giants are—you uh, know what? The Giants look all right this year. They do. I, you know, I liked them before the season. I really did think that they would. Uh, as we got closer to the season, I thought the Giants would be the one to take the division. I still do think that. Um, although it's not impossible that you know that they lose it. Uh, Giants. Yeah. Are, they have to. They had to fill the void of Plaxico. Manningham's playing well. Steve Smith's playing well. Uh, is, are the Giants better than you thought at this point? Yeah. Well, uh, I would yes, I would say so. Uh, they're more balanced. I don't know if they're better, you know, because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're not necessarily better than I thought, but I think they're more balanced, meaning that Manning is a better quarterback, uh, and he's throwing the ball, and you've got uh, some receivers where they're showing that, you know, they can make, they, uh, they've got the potential to be pretty good, so... You know, they do. They do indeed. And another team that I know you don't really like this year, uh, the Cowboys are at Denver. Now, you even mentioned before, Denver's 3-0, and but, you know, one of those games was a fluke, and, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not really sold on the Broncos. I don't know that anybody is. Uh, do you like Dallas at Denver? It's not an easy place to play. We lose you. Yep, you're still there. I couldn't hear you real well. Uh, okay, we're just talking about Dallas and Denver. Um, and Dallas, we've talked about them for a while, too. Uh, I don't think Romo has impressed a ton of people so far this year, and I know you, you picked Dallas to not do much. They are running the ball pretty well. Uh, they're a little banged up in the backfield. They should get Marion Barber back. But, you know, a, a friend of mine was a strength and conditioning coach for years uh, in the NFL, and I asked him about uh, playing in Denver. And he said it doesn't really matter when you get there. He said it would take a good full two weeks to really get acclimated to that environment. So Denver still does have that. Can, can Dallas possibly lose this game? Well, I, I think there's a way Denver can win the game. I mean, 
I don't think Dallas has a big room for error. You know, um, I don't think that they are amongst the elite in the in the division. I think that they're, um, I think, um, a, a touch uh, behind the the Eagles. Hey, sir. How you doing? Good. I, I think they're a touch behind the Eagles. So, um, looking at, at, at Dallas, uh, I think they can lose this game if they don't come ready to play because they can always turn the ball over a lot. And, and you got to know that turnovers will kill you. And uh, this is the thing about Tony Romo. Yes, he can produce and put yardage on, on the scoreboard, but you put pressure on him, you put him in a tough situation, he'll turn the ball over. And a, a guy like that, the NFL, is, is not necessarily a winner, you know, not a big winner because uh, you, you can't turn the ball over and expect to win a lot. No, they will kill you. And it killed them against the Giants. I mean, they lost that on a last-second field goal. But, you know, how many, how many turnovers were there? I mean, that, that'll absolutely kill you. So, this game here, boy, it could end in a 2-2 tie. Tampa at Washington. And I, I don't necessarily know what happened to Washington. They always get up to play the Eagles. They're, they're tough on the Eagles. But you watch them. They only beat the Rams by two points. They lost to Detroit. Now Tampa Bay comes into Washington. Uh, Campbell's a little hobbled. Benton Portis is terrible and has bone spurs in both angles. Uh, I don't know how this team is headed in the right direction. If you had to pick a winner, I don't even know what the spread is, but if you had to pick a winner straight up, anyway, Tampa takes out Washington, I think there's a chance. Uh, no, I, I, don't, I, I think there's a chance that it could happen. I don't think so because the quarterback play is so poor that um, I don't think it happens. Plus, you've you got to know that down in D.C., they got to be killing the Redskins. You know, they got to be killing them. So, uh, you know, if you come out and they, they, they block you in a closet and whip you all week, you should come out with a bad attitude, ready to whoop somebody's butt. So, <laughs> so I think that they'll come out and give a good effort where they at least can run the ball and beat Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is awful. So I got to say, you know, I, I like Washington. Can they lose the game? You're darn all right they can because they're just not that good. No, they are. And, and you know what? Jim Zorn's going to take the heat for this. Whether it's this week, next week, or whatever it is, Jim Zorn's going to have to pay this bill. Uh, and, and, but the, ultimately, the problem is, it's Dan Snyder. He's got Benny Serrano as a GM. Who I don't know if he knows what, what he's doing, but he doesn't say no to Dan, so Dan likes him. And Dan makes way too many personnel decisions. I don't care who you are. The owner, when the owner has his hands in things that much, you're going to get what you have in Washington right now, which is a big mess. It's an absolute mess. Now, two 3-0 and teams, the Jets in New Orleans. I'm actually digging the Jets right now, not just because they're 3-0. and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not kissing up because you're USC here, G, but I dig the Sanchez kid. From the day he was drafted, he just, he's got that look. He, he says the right things. He just sounds like he gets it. And then you watch him on the field, and he's, just, he's so under control. He, he, he just looks like he, he's going to be a star in this league. Um, New Orleans is still going to be a tough place for them to play. I mean, New Orleans, as we know, can put up 90 points on you in the first quarter. Um, are the Jets for real? Can they come down and take out New Orleans? I think they can. I think it's Rex Ryan uh, that uh, he might find a way to get to get Breeze out of his uh, comfort zone. Uh, that's what you got to do if you're going to any chance against the Saints. Right. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think that that could happen, and, and that would be the key. Um, 
is you get him out of the comfort zone, forcing him to make some turnovers because you can score some points against the Saints. The thing is, it's very difficult to stop them. And so uh, I don't think that the line is going to let them run the football against them. So if he gets uh, Breeze out of his comfort zone, you know, that could that could be the first time, you know, that the the offense of the Saints shows that, uh, you know, they're not the, they're not the greatest of all time. No, I hear you, G. And, look, I want to thank you. It was a great show again this week. And I'll see you guys next week. This is G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.